This podcast explores explicit and adult-themed content. If discussions of sex or male bondage offend you, or if you are under the age of 18, you should not continue listening to this episode or future episodes of The Bondage Gaze. By continuing to listen, you acknowledge that you are at least 18 years old and aren't offended by discussions of male bondage, sex, pornography, or other kinds of content with sexual themes. Welcome to the Bondage Gaze. I'm Nat. And I'm Sebi. And today we're joined by Bobby. Hello. Hey Bobby. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. So today we'll be having a quick chat with Bobby and then we'll be discussing bondage fiction stories. I know Nat has written a few great stories. Bobby's written some amazing stories. So we'll get to that a bit later. Um, so I guess I could ask the first question. Um, so where might we have seen you in the bondage world? Uh, most likely on Instagram. My username or handle is gagpd2. And then Twitter, that's probably the two places that most people heard of me. So what would you say is your favorite bondage scene in a movie or TV show? Mm, gosh, there's so many. I Probably the one that I think I do watch the most often is the scene from Disturbia where Shia LaBeouf's character gets taped up. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That just was a pretty good job doing it. So. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, that scene has come up in our discussions a few times. I believe it's Alberto's favorite scene as well. Yeah. I think it's because, I mean, I think number one on that tape gag is just really good for like a movie tape gag another thing is you know it's like newer than scream because scream is also known for you know for its good tape but i mean that's from the 90s and then i think the other thing about disturbia is like you know he doesn't get like murdered or something like you know he he escapes and you know it's a pg-13 movie it's not very violent yeah it's like so i feel like it's a lot more palatable i guess to like enjoy mm-hmm. that you know, something as, like, bloody as, like, Scream. For sure. Yeah, that brings up a good point. Do you find that makes a difference in your enjoyment, whether the character survives or not? That's a good question. I mean, I guess if I'm, like, in the movie or TV mode, I'm hoping that they survive. You know, thinking of, like, stories are just kind of more broadly. I think I'm I'm a happy ending kind of guy. So even when it's kind of fictional, you know, yes, there can be torment and they can go through it. But even if they're a changed person, I want them to come through it, you know, so. Yeah. I don't know. That's just that's just me. No, I agree. I would rather watch a scene knowing they survive. If it's like a horror movie or something and they get killed, it does diminish it a little bit. Yeah, I don't know. It kind of takes away from it because then I feel weird enjoying it. Yeah. Even though it's fiction, it's... Yeah, it's just like, oh, okay. It puts a little dampener on it. What about you, Nat? Well, yeah, I mean, I feel like when this has come up in the podcast before, I mean, I say usually don't care. um, Because, yeah, I mean, part of me is I'm like, okay, I'm just enjoying what's in front of me. It's, you know, it's a movie, it's fictional, it's fake, whatever. Yeah. But I mean, something that I even kind of thought of, like, my most recent story, the Ransom letter one, I remember there was part of me that kind of wanted it. Like, I mean, I didn't want to kill the character off but I kind of I don't know like I kind of in the story wanted to like leave that open that you know that he might die or something but but then kind of at the last minute I decided not to do that because I don't know it's weird when you're consciously writing like fetish fiction and then I guess it just feels a little irresponsible or something to just like okay well you're kind of fetishizing this guy like in this position and then you're gonna kill him and then like that just feels like okay no that like I I thought I'd be okay 
okay with that. But then as I got closer to doing it, I was like, okay, I don't, I don't want to do this. Like I, yeah, it's like, I kind of want to just make it like a little bit more sexual and a little bit more rapey than a little bit more like murdery and everything. Like, yeah. Yeah, that's fair enough. I don't think I've actually seen a fictional story where someone's gotten killed. No, I kind of agree with that because I think it's a weird, I mean, I haven't like when I was kind of writing, I haven't had thoughts of like going that direction, but broadly speaking, story-wise, like that's a great addition to the story, but I feel like it gets interesting when you kind of add kinks and fetishes because then it's like you're balancing, focusing on that content, but also like, oh, what are common uh, concepts and tropes that we have in books? And it's like, well, is that a good mix? You know, so like if we are talking about someone who's being tied up and going through this stuff and then it ends up them killing, like, well, that's maybe if we took out the bondage part, it might seem fine. But putting that in, I don't know, I feel like there's certain topics where like, I don't know if they mix because I'm bringing in the kinks part, even though it really shouldn't matter. Yeah. It's like I'm trying to, you're trying to balance it a bit. Because when people die in like movies or TV shows, the focus isn't bondage. The focus is something completely different. So people can die in it and whatever. And it's, it doesn't hurt whatever that movie or TV show is doing. But I feel like for what we're doing, like knowing that, okay, well, people are probably reading this and jacking off or something like that. It's okay. It feels gross to like, I don't know, like, okay, we kind of got you invested into this. And then this guy dies. Mm -hmm. Knowing that we're doing that, it just makes it weird. I think it comes back to intent. Yeah. Is it is the content intended to be a movie for entertainment purposes or is it for kick purposes? Yeah. I remember, I don't know if you remember, Bobby, there was a story on the old type games forum and it was titled like Murder at the Frat House or some shit like that. Oh. And then they changed the title to Spring Break at the Frat House or something. But it's still, I think, five or six chapters in. Again, this is years ago, so I'm trying to just mm-hmm. go by memory. It did seem like someone was going to get killed. And I don't know, it kind of made it intriguing and terrifying. Because at that point, it wasn't like a horror film or anything. Yeah. It was just like, here's a series of events. Everything seems okay, kinky, but okay. And now someone's going to meet an untimely, unfortunate end. It's like that. I mean, that's the thing with Peril. It's like Peril is very fun. But, you know, it's the old Batman TV show when, okay, everybody's going to survive. Like nobody's actually going to like, you know, like die brutally or something like that in it. But there's always that little element of, oh no, are they not going to make it? Are they going to fall into a vat of acid? Or Yeah. Yeah, like you know that adds adventure and fun and obstacles and you know there there are stakes involved but yeah it's like but like you know people want to have a good time (laughs) they don't want like okay this person just fucking died like yeah well, I gotta add though, that story never finished. Um, yeah. It got to a point where someone was gonna kill someone and then or they said they were gonna kill someone, but it didn't imply who they were going to kill, and then that's where the their story stopped getting posted. I think they deleted the whole thing, deleted their username. So wow. I would have been interested to see where it was going. Yeah, there was one that I think is on there that I mean, because I obviously haven't read all the stories on there. Yeah, me neither. But none that I really think have that kind of content or are kind of implying, but there was one recently where the premise is basically the the protagonist is reading is watching a film of um, someone who'd been kidnapped and stuff and there's just plenty of references and like the con- the comments and dialogue that the 
people in the film are making to make it seem like the person dies at the end. Um, and it was like my first time like kind of reading something like that. And it was interesting because the reader, the viewer is almost like the reader because the viewer is like, like, why am I watching this? Why do I still want to watch this? I know what's going to happen. Um, and you're kind of feeling the same thing of like, oh, you know, it, it probably doesn't make it. But what's happening is, I mean, good, great to read. But like, yeah, so that was it was one of my first times kind of reading something like that. And I think the author did kind of good job of having you feel like you're the person watching it. Yeah. So it was an interesting style. But that was another one that really wasn't finished. Or maybe it ended kind of an like open ended, like, you know, he could he or she could finish if they wanted to. But uh, as of now, that sto- that chapter and story has kind of completed. Okay. So, yeah, but as far as I know, there's there hasn't been any stories that I've read that have, aside from that one, that have dealt with, like, there's been threats, but of, like, actual danger and stuff, I don't, you know, or, you know, murder and whatnot, I haven't seen it. Yeah. So is this, like, a story within a story, or was it in the story the character was watching a true story? The the premise is, is a fictional story, but the premise is, like, your name is Joey, and so, like, Joey um, got this video in the mail, he puts it in the video he's watching the video and so you're you're reading the descriptions of what he's watching if that makes sense okay yeah so it's like hyper fiction like where you're kind of the character in it like it's yeah yeah and i think it's written from the first person so it's kind of like you're watching it yeah oh yeah i might not have phrased the question very well but what i mean to say joey's watching this video in this context of the story is it like is he watching a snuff film or is he watching a movie someone's made oh well that's kind of what's suspected i mean the 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 film that he get is real okay yeah that's and i forget how he got it but yeah he's basically watching it's not a snuff film because you don't actually see him die but the what the captor is saying during the video makes it seem like he doesn't make it at the end and and the the viewer is like dealing with that of like still wanting to watch how it ends knowing that even if you don't see it it doesn't end well for the, the captive which is just interesting. No, yeah, it's like with this, I even just started thinking, so have any movies or TV shows and like scenes like that, like inspired anything you've written? Mm. I mean, anytime there's, you know, a scene with tape. <laughs> um, So I started writing, I mean, kind of late. It wasn't really something I honestly had any interest in doing. I actually... So the story that Sammy, I think you read, I actually had Tumblr like back when I was in college. And so I had a few of those chapters in there. And then obviously I frequented the Tug site. Um, and after being a little more active, I was like, well, I had done like that story so long ago, like could I bring it back in. So I don't know, it's a mix of just ideas or things that were interesting to me. I mean, like the premise of the first story is, you know, being kind of tormented by like your stepbrother. I mean, there's no like real inspiration, even though the character, the main character is named after me. While they're like things that are interesting to me, I don't see myself in that story, if that makes sense. Okay. Just kind of interesting. Yeah. There's only a few scenes. And it's mainly when a certain character is brought in that that's where I see myself because that's to do with the relationship. But aside from that, you know, seeing I, I was honestly mainly inspired by other stories um, and kind of the what other authors had kind of incorporated, um, you know, the basic and, and, you know, some of the other stories that had come from it, you know, whether it's like friends or teammates or rivals, whatever. I would say really more inspired by other authors than 
by TV or movies. Yeah. They're always in the back of my mind, I think, you know, as I write scenes or, you know, can't help but not think of them. But yeah, yeah, to be honest, I think I was really more inspired by other authors and, and kind of taking some of the concepts that they had and putting my hopefully my own twist to them you know yeah it's it's interesting because I, I feel like a lot of my stuff is really based on like movies and tv shows and things because in a way it's kind of like writing the wrong of you know of whatever was lacking from the movie or tv show like make the bondage better make the story better you know do different kinds of things like that a very specific reference I could think of is I mean I kind of felt like um, my gag reflex story uh, the collaboration uh, the collaboration I did with Mike I kind of saw that as sort of like my like arsenic and old lace kind of scene of basically that's you know basically that's the whole like you know the whole story is basically just the that famous scene from arsenic and old lace like because it's kind of it's kind of a somewhat of a ridiculous premise and it's you know just kind of the irony of you know the main character is in some sort of danger and he doesn't really know what's happening but other people are kind of watching and are kind of oblivious to like what what's going on and are kind of feeding into it and yeah like you know interesting i've never seen like i've seen the scene where you know he gets there or the character gets tied up but i've never seen like it full yeah neither have i <laughs> but there's so many in like schools will do or like college like universities will do kind of their own productions and <laughs> that's probably like one of the earliest things that i kind of got that i remember seeing you know like when i was naive and be like you know searching bonded stuff on like youtube or something and that would honestly always pop up because i was just you know such a classic scene <laughs> yeah yeah i remember finding a lot on youtube as well but I've never seen like the actual, I've never actually seen the story. <laughs> With the snuff slash not snuff story. Mm-hmm. I'm really intrigued to read that story now, but um, intrigued and terrified. But it wouldn't be like an erotic sort of, intri- like I wouldn't find it erotic at all. I'm more just, I want to read it to see what happens. I'm... Yeah, I had weird feelings when I was done. Mm. That kind of context, I probably wouldn't be able to enjoy it in a sexual manner. It'd be like watching a TV show, but I want to know what happens now. <laughs> Yeah, it's funny because on that topic, okay, speaking of like snuff films, um, I recently watched a video that talks about uh, the movie Eight Millimeter with Nicolas Cage. Um, It's 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 oddly a good movie. Like I think people like underestimate it because Nicolas Cage is a star in it, but um, it's actually a pretty decent movie. What drew me to it was it was on TV and the scene in Joaquin Phoenix is is bound and gagged in it. Like that's what got my interest. And then I eventually wound up seeing the whole movie because I was just so interested in that. And because the whole movie is about snuff films and um, whether or not, you know, a snuff film that was found was real. And yeah, it's like, and it's funny because I was talking to a friend I met on Instagram about it like his uh, Joaquin Phoenix was one of his like celebrity crushes and I said oh he's bound and gagged in eight millimeter and he, he was like really excited because he didn't know about the scene or anything and, and so I yeah so he looked it up and then was like instantly kind of disappointed well because he dies in it uh. <laughs> but yeah and it's like oh I'm sorry like I, I didn't think to like warn you that yeah like he does get killed <laughs> kind of like a, a movie that reminds me of that is Alpha Dog oh uh, yeah which is based on a true story. Yeah. 
which I have two points to this, but the first was I, I had a crush on the actor, uh, Anton Yelchin, I think. Oh, yeah, I loved him. And uh, I remember coming across like uh, screenshots, like, you know, of this like scene shots of like, oh, like, because there's like, there's like two scenes. Like, one is you get a glimpse of him being taped up um, back when he was still a captive. And then obviously the, the final scene when they kill him or his character. And I can't really like appreciate the tape use and stuff because of the fact that he dies yeah so like it's a it's so like i watched the movie purely for like this is a good movie and like the story is like super tragic so like i'll watch it for that yeah but the other thing i was going to add is you know for there's a weird thing where like where where you might see like fan art of like certain characters or like you know manips and stuff and weirdly like or seeing you know scenes from tv and movies from long ago where most likely the cast is no longer with us but i have a thing where like if it's if it's someone recent i like i don't enjoy like seeing manips or stuff of them if that makes sense. So there's been like a few actors that pass and I remember coming across like bondage manips um, of them and like before I've enjoyed them. And now it's like, it's like a separation thing for me. It's like, I can't, but he's like um, the actor from Alpha Dogs, like one of the main ones. Cause I, you know, I separate the like King part and it's just like, I'm just watching it for the movie, you know, to see him in the movie. Uh, something as, as a few actors that I've been a fan of, you know, have, you know, died for whatever reason. It's like, I, it's like, all right, like I am now only appreciating them for their work and anything that I had kink-wise for them kind of stops. No, I agree with that. It's the same with the movie American Hostage. Mm-hmm. That's one of the fucking hottest that movie. Oh, that were the some of the hottest scenes. I don't think I've seen it. And then I googled the main actor that spends most of the movie tied and gagged to see what he was up to. He died in 2018, mm-hmm. 30 years old. Oh, I didn't know that. So that was like really. All right. So I'm done with that one too. Yeah. And say with the scene from, I think it's Tarzan, like from early 90s. The actor was killed in 1996 in a car accident. There's some depressing ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, there's nothing wrong with it, but I know like for you know, some people, it, it does continue. They can still appreciate yeah. the kink aspect. And I mean, I don't personally think there's anything wrong with that. I just, I know for me, it's like, yeah, I, I feel weird doing it. So I'll appreciate you for like the amazing work that you did and leave it at that, you know? But yeah. Yeah. Look, and it's still a great scene. Yeah. It's definitely diminished. Yeah. I drove it because I can't watch it without thinking it's oh, like that's sad. Like, I didn't, yeah, I didn't know that until now. So now if I see that again, well, I'm sorry. That's <laughs> what I'm going to be thinking. No, it's okay. But that's the, you know, it happens, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what would you say is your favorite gag? Tape for sure. <laughs> of course. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm pretty simple. <laughs> I love that about you. Even better if it's like wraparounds and even better if there's some stuffing. Of course. Well, come on, you are the gagged feedy, so. <laughs> <laughs> of course you need some kind of stuffing, preferably foot-related. I think I started with um, socks because that was, like, the easiest. <laughs> and then yeah. when I, like, got more aware of, like, other things you could use and then discovered tape as that and its uh, efficiency, yeah, it kind of expanded to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, more probably within the last few years, I've tried, like, other ones because, like, I mean, I lived with my family for so long and then really wasn't until I was living by myself that I, like, kind of branched out a bit. So the first thing I got was, like, a, was a ball gag. Those are pretty good, too. That and tape, you know. But, uh, yeah, tape for sure. It's more fun, too. <laughs>
Yeah, absolutely. What's your favorite kind of tape? Mm-hmm. So, okay. Um, like my favorite stuff is okay. That was another thing where, like, more recently I started doing other tape, and um, I guess duct tape, and then like I guess electrical tape, I forget what it's called, or PVC tape. And then I do like microfoam, but it's expensive, yeah. And and because it's expensive, I want to savor it, so I won't use a lot of it. I've had good experience with it. I've I've talked to other people, and they're like, oh, it's not super sticky. So it's like, I feel like it like kind of depends on you a bit if i shave and any tape i have to be i have to shave like this is kind of still you can't really see it but it's like kind of too much like i have to shave so that it's like actually sticky okay yeah and i've learned that there's duct tape is pretty good actually um but it depends on the brand because there's some not so good brands where like this will be kind of an issue and then there are others where it's no problem okay okay a good use for microphone is as a base layer like if you're using duct tape or something because it's so soft kind of on the skin and everything and because it's kind of shitty with me because i have a beard so i could still like move my lips under it and everything but if i if i do like a tight layer of duct tape or something over it i mean it's pretty good like it's it's like yeah that's true actually yeah okay i got two things i want to say now one kick related one not i was half expecting you to say microphone was your favorite because i feel like i see you in microphone a lot maybe not as much as duct tape but when i picture you in your tape gags i picture duct tape and microphone yeah i think because generally speaking it's consistently sticky i'll use that because if i'm if I'm not super beardy, I can use that. Whereas typically the duct tape that I'll get, like I'd have to put a lot. And if I'm weird if I'm not in the mood to like, even if it's just a few strips, like I'll be like, you know what? This is just not worth it. Yeah. So I probably go to that because it's just the most, it's consistently effective. Yeah. But my preferred, like if, you know, if someone is using duct um, tape, I would prefer that you use duct tape. Okay. Yeah. Good to know. My first post is of me using duct tape. So that's just, that's the tone for it. Yeah. And the other thing, just with what you were saying about using the microphone as a base layer, it kind of reminds me of those cooking shows where you're, or the baking shows, and they talk about using the buttercream as a base layer, like a crumb layer. So you use like a bit of buttercream and then you go over it with the proper icing. And it's like, have you not priced this shit? Like buttercream's expensive. I'm not using wasting it. Fuck off. <laughs> because microphone's expensive and it's yes. not a finer <laughs> Yeah. I'm just saying it's it, yeah it's good for that like because you know I was video chatting with someone and he was really curious like you know to see me use microphone but then he seemed kind of disappointed with the fact that it didn't didn't really do its job um and then yeah and he was like oh well why don't you wrap like athletic tape over it and and then I did and then it you know yeah and then it worked so like it, it was really effective and he's like oh okay so we'll know this for like future times we do this and and probably depending on how much you use like it'll hurt less when you're kind of taking it off oh yeah because microphone really doesn't hurt when you pull it off okay yeah it's really gentle so then it's like you kind of making it easier for you yeah for yourself because you did like a test of different tapes right Nate? was it some time ago you like tested out different uh, something like that. i think it was a 
Yeah, I, I think those were gag requests. Um, and then I just posted mm. them because like somebody asked for me to just do a, you know, like a personalized like video of me gagging myself. And then I would just post them and I mostly use microphone. Like I feel like, mm. yeah, it's like, it's funny because that's what used all my fucking microphone because I don't have any now and I haven't ordered it again. <laughs> <laughs> at, at least I have those videos up there. So, you know, at least, mm-hmm. you know, some good came of it. Um, yeah. But yeah. You did so many different gag requests that it was basically a gagging test. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know who did do a batch of tape tests? Gaz. So if you haven't checked that out, you need to check them out. Oh, yeah. Oh, that he did. Yeah. That's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. He like gave him different ratings. Yeah. I, yeah. I remember we commiserated over fucking Tegaderm, like, because that is such a pain in the ass to use. Yeah, I still need to try that. Which one's that? <laughs> it's interesting. It's like a dressing kind of. Is that the clear one? Yeah. Yeah, it's like for like surgical wounds, basically. Mm. Like that's what people use it for. It's funny to think there's like certain things that's like we are not using it for the primary purpose of what it's used for. <laughs> Like, I know people use, like, athletic tape. Like, I remember, like, that was another thing that I tried. I just remember going to, like, the grocery store or CVS, and it's like, like, no one thinks that I'm getting this to use as a gag. That's part of the fun. Oh, you know, brain ankle or whatever. No, it's just, it's so funny. It's like thinking back. (laughs) We're appreciating it on a higher level. Yeah. Whoever else is using this tape is not having fun when they're using it. (laughs) Very true. Very true. Well, since our previous discussion, I've been looking looking for well I wanted to get more tape anyway because the bulk lot I bought was running low so I was looking for that I wanted to get 72 millimeter tape I wanted to get athletic tape I've kind of dabbled with the thought of microfilm tape but it's so fucking expensive mm-hmm. same goes for gorilla tape but anyway I've been really looking hard for this 72 millimeter tape I found a store that stocks it online relatively cheap it also has a storefront so I thought and it did say it's unavailable in the store but I thought I might as well go have a look anyway save fucking 10 dollars in postage and then the store was set out really weird from the outside it looked like half the store was like the hardware store and then it looked like the other half was a workshop but from the inside it was all open so i'm like fuck i don't i don't know if this half of the store is actually open and there were like all workers around and they're all like blokey looking blokes like fuck i feel really uncomfortable in here (laughs) and then i got to the end of what looked like the store and i couldn't find any fucking tape at all i'm like i don't don't know if i should go down and then one of the staff members like asked me for help so i'm like yeah i'm gonna have to talk to this blokey but i started to ask him (laughs) where the duct tape was (laughs) I'm trying to act like I belong at this fucking hardware store. <laughs> I said to Brandon before I went to the store, like he was in the car waiting for me, but I said to him, like, what, what can I say if they ask me what I'm using it for? He's like, they're not going to ask you what you're using it for. <laughs> I just, it's, I got paranoid, okay? It's, it, yeah, it's, it's shit that's in like every dad's garage. Like it's, but yeah, I mean, it's funny because I found a hardware store that I like that I I don't go there that frequently but anytime I'm around there I just like looking at the rope and the tape and stuff and <laughs> yeah and it's funny because if the same people work there like I always just go to the same things like the same spots to look at things that I might buy like tape or rope or something but yeah like yeah <laughs> I should add that they didn't stock the 72 millimeter install oh Lame. they did have some really cheap duct tape and I thought I'd buy like two rolls of it just to test it yeah 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 
I'm actually thinking it might be okay for mummification. Oh, okay. like black the black PVC because that's a, a shittier quality. It might be perfect for mummification because I haven't been able to get any like decent black tape for mummification purposes. So mm. I might have to give that a go. So watch this space, or who knows? Because we post these so far <laughs> after <laughs> we've recorded them that I might have already done black mummification. So <laughs> check it out. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but when you say when you say black mummification, like I think of um i think it's it's a captured guy set of shane where he's he's not mummified but he there's a lot of duct tape used on him and it's some black tape and some uh silver tape okay but yeah i'm like but yeah i mean i i i like the way that kind of looks like when one of the times i i taped up a storage gimp it was with like a dark like gunmetal gray kind of duct tape and he was wearing a black cat suit so it just looked really cool against the the cat suit like i mean those pictures turned out really good so <laughs> thank you Okay, so before we move on from gags, I I wonder. So, um, is there like your a favorite go to gag you like using in stories? Good question. Yeah, I mean, I think the one that you always see is socks and tape. Yeah, like that is probably because that's something that I enjoy. That is just always going to be there. Um, anything with tape, really. <laughs> what I so I I think I did it once, and it's not something that I really have any interest in trying. Is like when it's like box or briefs or like jock straps use like a weird not weird but part of me is intrigued but it's not something that i would choose which also adds to the experience a little bit so <laughs> but uh yeah like in most of my stories i think it's going to be socks and tape okay so obviously a lot of your gagging is self-gagging so you'd pretty much only have your own like socks to use do you generally prefer to use clean ones or dirty ones when you're using your own? If it's a self-gag, they're usually clean or like maybe like semi-used. Okay. Like I do my laundry once a week. So like they're not that bad if I were to use a used one. Yeah. But if someone else is tying me up and stuff, they'll use theirs. Yeah. And usually they've been worn for quite some time. Oh, okay. Yeah. So my, myself, I don't really care as much. Um, I don't actually always use stuffing if I do a self I don't I don't do it that often. Um, I feel like having had some experiences, for me, it's taken a little bit out of doing like self-bondage yeah. um, because I have to be in the mood. That's maybe one upside of being in quarantine late past year is like it did kind of get me back into that. Yeah. And uh, that helps. And I was definitely like way more active on like my Instagram and, and other social media. And then I kind of went down back and kind of like, eh, like, or if I do it, my main thing is like, I don't always feel the need of like having to post it. Um, so yeah, I will probably do it way more often than it may seem like, you know, from my, you know, posting. But uh, yeah, if I do it myself, it's usually pretty simple. It might just be like a little bit of tape. And if I'm feeling spicy, I'll throw in a sock. But um, <laughs> if others are doing it, yeah, so it's usually much more, um, much more to it. Yeah, 100%. But I'm the same with my videos I post. If no one's going to see and it's only you, I'm only doing it for filming purposes, I probably won't bother with stuffing. But that being said, lately I've been trying to include a lot of behind the scenes content where people are seeing me get tied up. So if I'm doing that, then even though 
you won't see what's in my mouth in the video. I will put stuffing in just for the purposes of having that in the behind the scenes content. Yeah. It's funny that this kind of, because it's like, God, yeah, it's like, I guess I just like stuffing my mouth like that much. That, <laughs> like for my own, yeah, it's like, I mean, with gagging myself, whether it's for another person or just me, it's kind of just doing, you know, something self-bondage related or something. I mean, I usually would stuff my mouth. And then another thing is, I remember like, I don't know, somebody finding it interesting that I, when I lived with my ex I would often use like well not all the time but use his socks like for for my gags like I don't know like um yeah it's like I mean because I always just like the sort of realistic kind of element of I don't know if you know I were to be like home invaded and bound and gagged here like and my ex would just leave his socks everywhere they'll just pick it up you know not really knowing or caring whose it is and just you know and just using that so I mean that was always kind of my mindset behind it and then yeah it's like and then I kind of on the same note with like gags in my stories is I mean they're almost always like something stuffed in the mouth and it's usually a sock or a rag or something and yeah it's like I mean because clearly that's just like what I like and I mean I try varying it up a little and and then also just kind of including like hand gags. So if you were in a situation where a dom tied you up would it bother you if he used your socks instead of his or would that appeal to you at all no i think that'd be fine okay yeah see like how the how it plays out you know yeah i think both have their time and place and they have been before like it's i'm not against it typically people know that i like others so they'll use their own yeah maybe that'd be a nice twist and then just know that i'd be like you know jokingly upset that they didn't give me the chance to have their socks so, yeah but i wouldn't be able to do anything about it yeah absolutely i think a lot of it is things that you wouldn't necessarily want to happen but you like that you it's happening and you can't control it <laughs> i'm like well and then talking about this even reminds me of um the shoot i did for uh, ropes and whatnots because I, I forgot what what i originally did with the story that we did together where i think the character was going to just already be um barefoot or something and then but what happened is is instead of him being barefoot he got his socks taken off and then shoved in his mouth so yeah so so that was kind of an adjustment that happened and then um so after we did the initial shoot um after we did the initial shoot um it's funny because we were done and i think i even spit the gag out because like the you know i had a tie tied around my mouth and that was easy to kind of shake off and so I, I spit the sock out and then so it seemed like you know we were going to be done but then um Shane kind of likes um he, he like after we do a shoot he likes just kind of enjoying um somebody's feet if like they're barefoot and so before like he untied me he just put my sock like back in my mouth like for like a minute or so so he could play with my feet and yeah that's really cute <laughs> so that's the one thing I wouldn't want to be gagged with my own socks in the sense that I would rather be tied up while I'm still wearing them. Mm. Not a big fan of being tied up with my feet bare, oh. but everyone else seems to prefer it. So that's why I do it. Yeah, I find there seems to be more foot fetishists than sock fetishists, I think. And then, yeah. And then even less shoe fetishists. Like, I don't know. I think people like the shoe if it's on the face, but not on the foot. <laughs> Very true. Yeah. Okay, do we have anything else we can milk out of that question? <laughs> okay, so Bobby, what would you say is your favorite kind of tie then? That's a tough one. I do, I think one of my favorite to see are hog ties. I do like being in them, but they're not that comfortable. Yeah. And the times that I've done it, for whatever reason, like one thing or another is like, you know, my hands or 
and feet are tight and so i'm just not super able to enjoy it yeah um so i like being in it but i just can't be in it for like that long yeah unless they do a good job not a good job but if they are able to do it tight enough where i'm secure but loose enough for like i'm not losing circulation it's the constant struggle yeah constant balancing act of like has to be tight but not so tight i find that i have that problem all the time yeah and that takes practice like you know even like you know super skilled ropers like you know it's gonna be and it depends on the person too you know so um so probably my favorite to be in would be either a chair like tied to a chair or just like laying on the bed and just you know having like my hands and feet tied like that's cozy yeah like spread eagled or just hands and feet tied together um yeah just hands and feet together okay i think i did spread eagle because that was like one of the positions that i hadn't done before it was okay (laughs) um so do you primarily like like um like binding like with rope and stuff like that I've only been tied up with rope a few times. I do enjoy it. Again, probably my favorite is tape. However, rope hurts less. So I, I'm pretty flexible. If someone likes using rope, then I'm cool with the rope. If um, someone likes using tape, then I'm cool with them using tape. Okay, good way to be. Yeah. Like I have one person, like the like one of my friends who's private person who's had me bound the most often always uses tape because he likes tape, which is fine because I like tape too. So you kind of both get what you want then. But yeah. He gets to use tape and you get to be tied up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But um yeah, like it, you know, it, it I prefer tape, but I'm always down to be um tied with rope. Okay. It's a little more aesthetically pleasing with rope. Yeah, I agree. You know? But tape also does look really nice. Yeah, like I feel like rope kind of works. I don't know for me at least works better for stories like because most of the times when people get tied up in movies or tv or something like that i mean a lot of the times it's usually rope and i because i feel like rope just kind of fits the kidnap kind of thing where you know even though duct tape is often used it's like i don't know might have more of like a frat boy kind of context or something like i don't know yeah like hazing kind of yeah mm-hmm. yeah you you probably pull off the front boy look very well <laughs> <laughs> do i i think so i've never been told that well i know you don't really go for a specific front boy look but i'm thinking of your oh, what was it it was one you posted a few months ago it was one of my favorites oh with like my hat I think so, yeah. Were they wearing a hat? Yeah. You had your hat, you had your black socks on. Yeah, had my, my Vans t-shirt. Yeah. Long socks, which I ne- like. I don't wear that. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I should do another one of that. <coughs> yes, you should. I'll do one just for you. Oh, I don't want to be that person that contacts people and like, do it again with socks on. No, yeah, I mean, that was, I was kind of in the, in the mood, you know, and just kind of doing, because I, I did a few, like, even though I spread them out, like, I actually did all of those was like within a span of like two days mm. um and i think i ended up like there's maybe four posts of like different scenarios because i was just kind of in like the headspace for it so it's always a thing where like i want to do it and then i'm just like oh, it's not a lot of work i'm just lazy <laughs> no i get and if i had someone who could take pictures for me that would be easier but it's me who's doing it yeah it would be a lot harder like i pretty much don't do like videos like I, I've done them in the past, but it's for me, it just, it's like a lot of work. You got to set it up and then angle it and then make sure it doesn't fall over and things like that. So, and like for the photos, like I don't take that many photos. So it's like, I'm kind of in this setup for that probably took me, you know, not, I mean, it's not a long time, maybe 10, 15 minutes for a two minute photo shoot. Yeah. So yeah, if I had someone help with me, then I feel like I'd do a little more intricate and, and do more, but I will, I have been wanting to like get back into it. So I'll have to pull out my uh frat boy outfit 
<laughs> I would just like to reiterate, I will be happy with whatever you post. I'm just being a shit stirrer because that's what I do. No, it's okay. But I am just stalking your Instagram right now. What a creep. That's me. <laughs> I'm curious. So you've got this photo where you're playing video games. Oh, yeah. You've got your Nike socks on, but they're pulled up, so they're like knee highs. Is that a trend? Because I was looking at someone else that had that today. Because obviously they're not intended to be knee high, but you're wearing them that way. And so was this other person. So I'm just curious. Is that like a trend? Because they were also playing video games in that same, it's like the same angle and everything. Maybe you inspired them. Gosh, when was this? Oh, I did that for someone. I don't wear my socks like that. Ah, okay, yeah. With shorts, I don't. I grew up on the East Coast, so I was like, I was always had like long socks, but moving out here on the West Coast, I don't really wear them that often. Okay. But I brought them just because they are comfy. And uh, yeah, with that one, I think someone likes long socks. Hmm. So I wore them. Okay. Like I'll wear them, but I won't wear them. Like when you wear long socks, like they'll be kind of pulled up, but they might be like a little messed up and stuff. Yeah. I wouldn't pull them up to my knees like that. But I don't, I don't wear them like that. Yeah. Yeah. I think calf length is nice, but knee length, not so much. I prefer like ankle socks. Like those always been like my comfort. Okay. That's fair enough. Yeah. We all have our different preferences. <laughs> Mine's the better one, but it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well, the important thing is that you think that. <laughs> no, yeah, it's like, so, I mean, I I feel like we're, we're already kind of getting there, but um, so what are your fetishes? Broadly speaking, gag, feet, and bondage. Yeah, you know, different types of way of being tied up and gags and then playing with feet. Interestingly, I think the bondage part tends to dominate the foot kink. Okay. I've, like, met up with people who will have me like i'll want to be at their feet but then i'll be like licking or whatever and then it's like all right i'm done like can you just like gag me now (laughs) (laughs) um so yeah like i think the the bondage part is like the the stronger one and then i think a new it's not one that i really have done anything with but i've been more intrigued with the like domination aspect i like the idea of just have someone else having control yeah and that's really grown especially like with a lot of the stories that i've read but at the same time i know that i have my limits i think like you know you know one of the stories that i've read forever like i definitely went in thinking like oh yeah like i want to be in that character's place and then having grown and like have my own experiences and reading other stories i'm like you know what i don't want to be in that character's shoes like that's not a great situation but there's aspects that i do like yeah and so you know i'm not one for like role play but because i'm not a good actor (laughs) but if you like had like a you know a good scenario of like you know you lost a bet to like your roommate or something and you kind of like at their will or whatever like that kind of thing um be interested in like trying okay yeah i'm not just sure like i wouldn't want to be like someone's servant but the idea of like kind of just being at their mercy yeah you can't not like i mean i can't not like that so 100 percent. i kind of find I used to have the attitude of I'm a sub, I'm not a slave kind of thought. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I don't want to just willingly obey and do all this shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just want to be tied up and forced to do shit. Yeah. And you get a little more of like that playback of like, oh, I'm not gonna. And then you kind of get forced to. And it's like, I that interaction is kind of fun, you know, having to yeah. not break down, but just kind of like submit and like, oh, like, oh, whatever, all right, like I got to do it now. Yeah. Like that banter is fun, you know? Yeah. Well, and then you talking about that, like, 
it kind of reminds me of so i mean one of my favorite like bonded scenes that i grew up with always loving um was the bonded scene in the mask like with jim carrey tied up but um other scenes that i i I, i've always liked from the movie like that don't involve bondage or one of them is when like you know like the main the main villain character that like he's not really he doesn't really have much of a presence in the movie but there's like one scene with him where like you know where the actual villain of the movie you know like he's basically like submissive to that guy like because he's like beneath him and a scene i've always liked is you know the scene when they meet with him and i don't know he's trying to get something out of this guy and basically his you know his henchmen or whatever wrestle this guy down and they force him to like have like a teeth hold a teeth thing in his mouth so um so you know the the villain guy could put off of his face um so hold like a, a you know so hold like a teeth thing in his mouth and they put the golf ball on and then he swings and you know and hits like and hits the ball and then yeah it's like i remember always liking that scene because like he's not tight he's not tied up in it but just like how they force him down like to lay there and then even when they put the tea in his mouth like he at first he doesn't want to hold it and then they like make him like keep it there so they could balance the ball on it and um do all of that like i don't know like i just love like the manhandling and like the dominance of that scene of like of just kind of like making him like have to comply with that that and then also before jim carrey gets tied up like they kind of dangle him like over like the railing of you know like threatening to like throw him into like machinery or something like that and i mean i always kind of like that of you know just that kind of threat and peril with it even though he wasn't bound yet mm-hmm. yeah it's all very similar like there's a thin line between the peril aspect that you've described and then actually being tied up mm-hmm. yeah yeah it can almost be that lead up into potentially ending with the bondage and whatnot yeah 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 like i mean yeah like one is likely to lead to the other and i mean which it does at least in the case with jim carrey's character of you know they do that and then the next you see him he's bound and gagged in the car yeah like it's like those scenes before like a bondage moment where someone will pull a gun out on someone before they tie them up yeah mm-hmm. and then or or just kind of seeing like that manhandling like i know like in the, the the scene in the vector file it's always hot to see the scene right before um the character is is um bounding gagged because like it's you know just a typical crony type of you know like big buff bald guy with a black leather jacket just kind of just kind of like holding him and like manhandling him and that's just always really hot to see yeah very much agree with that so what is a memorable moment from a bondage session i mean there's a few i mean i'll say broadly speaking like i won't forget my first one i mean it's been a couple years now but like my the first time i had been like tied up by someone else was two years ago or i guess almost three so um yeah i actually slept well i had done it myself before but it was the first time that someone else had tied me up and then i slept gagged which was fun and yeah, I mean, I, I they all, I don't want to say they blend, but there's just kind of similar things kind of happen throughout them, you know, getting taped up. So it's each one was just kind of enjoyable because I kind of did something new. Like, you know, the first time was my introduction to it. You know, the next time I got tied up with rope time after that was like my first time really getting like, I wasn't mummified, but a decent amount of tape was used on me. So I feel like there's always kind of something with, with each time. Yeah, I get what you mean. But um, yeah, each time has been fun and enjoyable. I mean, I'm glad the first one went well, because I was like, you know, that's like testing, like, you know, 
sure I'm watching stuff and I think I like it, but it's different when you actually go through it. Yeah. And it went well. So I was like, all right, I, I'm, I'm actually into this stuff. Good to know. And your first time really sets the pace and sets the kind of mood of how you're going to be moving forward. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mood and pace probably isn't the best words to use, but I think you know what I mean. Yeah. If you have a shitty first time, then it's going to really dampen it and you're not going to be able to enjoy it moving forward. You might think, fuck, that was terrible. It's not for me. I'm never going to try it again. Yeah. I mean, like technically I had another experience before that, but I don't count it because it was like a really shitty experience. I kind of just like put that in that. Like it doesn't count to me. So yeah and i've like talked to a few people and that's like like as best you can like get a sense of the person for me like especially as like when i started on kind of instagram i was like oh like i like i want to meet with everyone and whatever it's going to be great and now it hasn't even been that long again it's only been um like end of december i will have been on like that instagram for like three years so it really hasn't been a long time but I'm at a point where it's like, I can't just do like, just like, oh, like we messaged a little about Instagram. Like, yeah, come on over kind of thing. Like I thought that's kind of what I wanted. And for me, it's really like, I, I have to establish that connection beforehand. Oh yeah, 100%. If I don't trust, and not that like, aside I'm trust, if I don't like, if I can't have a normal conversation with you, superficially, I'm going to enjoy the experience, but it's not going to be the same, if that makes sense. Hmm. Yeah, we don't have to be best friends. You don't have to be in a relationship, but we have to be friendly. So that was really memorable we messaged a lot uh, we talked about like comics and tvs because we, we found that we actually had some common interest and so when we first met even though i was nervous it didn't last long because i did feel kind of comfortable in that like you know like we kind of actually had a, a quick conversation about like an exit movie had come out recently and we're like talking about that and that broke the ice because we already had established that yeah so yeah um but that's definitely what i think i re- really stands out is because i had that connection and i haven't had bad experiences but i've had experiences where we didn't really connect and so like even though it was a good time i didn't enjoy myself so and so and for others like it's fine like you can do meetups and there's nothing wrong with that for me i just have to know you a little bit more but no it's the right thing you really should at least get to know someone a little bit beforehand on a personal level more than a bondage level because especially if you're inviting this person over to your house once they're in your house they're in your house like you don't want to be stuck it might not be dangerous i'm not saying that Mm -hmm. But you don't yeah. want to be stuck with someone. There's only so many hours in a day you can tie them up. You can't keep each other tied up the whole time. I suppose you could, but you've got to do other shit too. But then you've got all this time to fill with this person. And if there's no general chemistry there, even on a friendly level, then it's going to be really uncomfortable. It might not be unsafe, but it's going to be very uncomfortable. And then you're going to be regretting it. So you always should have somewhat of a rapport with someone before you agree to meet them. Yeah, yeah, I agree. That's like some of the, when some friends are like having their first meetups and stuff, it's like, it's okay to take time. You know, if, if you have any doubt and it's not that you're like doubting your safety, but just anything, it's like, it's okay just to hold off and get to know the person a little bit more, you know, do what you're comfortable with. Yeah, And that can come difficult, especially when you get more into like kind of the Dom stuff. Cause I know for me, it's like, I want to, but it's like, I still, have to establish it in certain things and that person has to be aware of that and i learned it you know you need to have the conversation beforehand because then it can be kind of too late you know when you're you're kind of in it and i think people get nervous about like oh like i don't want to say anything because it's going to turn them off it's like then they're not really the person that you should be probably meeting with if they can't respect that yeah and if anything like you telling someone that you're not okay with something if they get the shits about it and stop talking to you that's a good thing yeah you're way better off it's kind of like an extra filter or you Mm -hmm. know as i like to say sometimes the trash talk itself out 
that. <laughs> it happens a lot, uh, a lot on recon. This like always is. It's like thank you for letting me know that I don't need to continue talking to you. Like, yeah. <laughs> like did this go the way you thought it was gonna go? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's like I mean, my big thing with sessions is it's funny because I'm just I'm just a I mean obviously I'm a big talker. Like I just love just talking a lot like with people. But I feel like I mean that's a really good way of filtering people out, especially like I mean of course for people a distance away that you know that aren't just around the corner that you're you know you can see like today or something like that um but i mean i feel like especially for people who are local that you can meet with that's just a good way of gauging like okay like where are you with this like i mean first of all like okay well what are we into like what commonalities do we have that we can have the best possible session with each other and then also just okay like are you safe like should i trust you um you know things kind of like that and then my rule is always like we'll meet for a drink or coffee or a meal or something before you actually meet for a session just once again just you know just add that other layer of okay like I'm seeing that this is you know a person who has his head on straight and I feel like I can you know I feel like I can trust him like with doing something like this Uh, are you telling me I have to buy you coffee before I can tie you up (laughs) I mean we already know each other like (laughs) <laughs> you need all these pretenses. Okay, good. <laughs> but no, you're absolutely right. You should, that's definitely what you should do. Meet them first. Yeah, they're the basic rules. Meet someone in a public place. Get to know them before you do anything. Make sure someone knows where you're going or who's coming over. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, getting back to me being a talker, it's like if me talking a lot, like kind of annoys you or bothers you or you get impatient or something, then I don't even know if I want to hang out with you in the first place. So <laughs> if I don't want to hang out with you, then I might not want to play with you and that's kind of a domino effect there so <laughs> yeah yeah i mean like i i have to like you to want to continue because like, we don't have to be best friends i definitely went into it like hoping to make friends and like even i mean the odds are that i get to meet some of the people because everyone is just like spread out throughout this freaking world um but at least i can like you know talk and stuff but if I can't do that, then it takes away a bit from me. Because, you know, the last year, like this past year, I've been kind of like, I don't know if I really want to meet with others. Like, I, I kind of go on and off about it just because I don't know, like, I got a like, can I just like have boyfriend or someone like, and not just only this stuff, but like be able to be with and do stuff and do this. And like, sometimes I'm like debating whether it's worth meeting others, but I've talked to a few others and it's like, well, hey, like we might not like do bondage, but we can still hang out. And like, yeah, that'd be cool. It's like, that's awesome. Then we're good. If that's really all you're looking for, mm. then I don't want to waste your time. Then maybe find someone who definitely knows that they want to meet to be tied up. Yeah. And like, that may change for me, but right now it's just kind of in the space I'm at, aside from like people that I've talked to more often, like, you know, I would want to, like, if I find myself in Australia, I'm going to give you a call. But like, you know, for others that were probably still in that kind of talking phase, we're like, I don't want to make promises like, because I don't know how I'm going to feel, you know, like we're still kind of getting to know each other. So I don't want you to think that could happen. Yeah. Because I don't even know. No, 100%. And I was like, it's not even just with that, but communication is just the key. Yeah. You hear so many of these problems. It's like not so much in bondage stories, but like so many problems with like family and mm-hmm. obviously meetups as well. But it's like, if you just all said what was on your mind i don't get why people keep their mouth shut to keep the peace yeah when it's at your detriment yes yeah. obviously there are some things like someone makes a meal and it's terrible you're like oh that was nice yeah like there's things like that 
But if someone's being a cunt and you think, oh, well, I can't say anything to them because it'll just cause drama, no. Or, or again, someone might not talk to me if they don't think I'm into this. Yeah. Like, don't put yourself in that position. Yeah. I think starting out, there's just a lot of insecurity because it's like, how do I fit in Hmm. in kink social media? Because there's so many. And so you feel like you kind of have to go along. And if there's any opportunity, you want to kind of jump on it. Hmm. And for some, that's fine. Like for others, you may be like, you know what? Like maybe I need to hold off or take a break or figure out what I want before I kind of go down that path. I mean, I think social media, like even just within the last couple of years that like I've been more active, there's been such a huge shift of like the people and their interactions. So it's just been kind of interesting to see people even as simple as like taking breaks, like, you know, like, you know what, I'm going to take a break. Um, I need some me time. Yeah. And I feel like when I was kind of in and out, like when I was in college, I mean, I wasn't frequenting it as much. So I didn't see it as much, but I just feel like I've seen that more. And I'm like, that's good. Like, take the time. Like, don't feel like you have to post or meet or whatever. And if you're new, I feel like that's like so overwhelming that you're more likely to kind of get anxious or, or you know, depressed or just kind of just down because you just don't know kind of where you're at. So it's like, focus on yourself, you know, do it. And it, for me, like, I felt like I had to post more often and I've kind of gotten to a point like, I'm going to post when I want to. Um, and I'm okay with that. Yeah. And if others aren't, okay, you don't have to follow. So yeah, I don't know. It's it's interesting just kind of seeing kind of that. I don't know if shift's the right word, but just seeing that more often, I guess. Yeah. Also, Instagram's getting really strict, so that kind of kills the mood a little bit. Yeah. I found, honestly, since my account got sh- first account got shut down, I just, I've never been able to grow back. It's not what it was. The profile like, that I have now is technically my backup. I thought that because you have a two at the end of it. Yeah. Yeah. So I've survived for three, almost three years now. So. Yeah, I've been finding that though. Like you'll post something and it just won't resonate with people. And, you know, I don't post things for the likes or the validation, but at the same time. But it helps. Yeah. And obviously there are things where I will make the content for the sake of making content. It's not necessarily fun for me in some, mm-hmm. sometimes. Obviously 90% of my videos, I'm like, yeah, they're these are good these are really enjoyable but i feel like i've committed myself to making a weekly video but there's also that kind of obligation now because also there are people that are paying for the content so i'm like well fuck i can't leave them high and dry Mm-hmm. then you also think well i know realistically i have a shelf life i'm one person there's only so much i can post before it gets repetitive and boring and so i have got in my head like when my followers numbers drop on only fans mm-hmm. then i will stop i'll stop posting not necessarily stop posting altogether like i'm not going to shut it down i'll leave all my content up yeah i might post whenever i feel like it but i'm not having a schedule like just because again it's not like well if i don't get this many followers i'm not posting no it's just i don't want to wear out my welcome mm-hmm. if my sh- content's just repetitive and repetitive like then i'm just wasting my time and wasting everyone else's time but also i've spoken to people that have like ten thousand followers and they'll post something and will feel unimpressed about the reaction and gone so honestly it is a vicious cycle no matter what you post there's always going to be someone that has more fans more followers and it's easier said than done, but you just need to be happy with yourself, comfortable in your own skin. And if people don't like what you post, fuck them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You've got to like what you post first. And DM me if you need to pick me up. <laughs> All right, guys, that wraps it up for this week. We will be back next week with Bobby to discuss our fictional bondage stories. Thank you again, Bobby. Thank you. Yeah, you got to show up next week, right? I don't have to lock you up till then. <laughs> Not hearing a yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> or a no. <laughs> <laughs> no, we'll be back with Bobby next week. Until then, I'm Sammy. 
And I'm Nat. And this is the Bondage Guys. See you next week. <laughs>